0: Listeners of the Reject Nation, we are here and we are burdened with glorious purpose to discuss the season premiere of Loki Season 2 Ouroboros is the name of the episode. Very excited to have you here. Very excited to be back watching Loki. We are about to share our fresh thoughts, hot off the reaction, Greg Coy and myself. Uh, If you want to see the full highlights reel, that is available on youtube.com slash therealrejects. Or inversely, if you'd like to sync up with your own copy and enjoy every single Loki moment alongside us, that experience is available on patreon.com slash therealrejects. And, of course, if you'd like to support the channel, and rock a little swag in the process. We got some fresh Loki-inspired and other designs up in the RejectNationShop.com store. It's a blast. There's a ton of cool stuff over there. We appreciate any and everybody checking it out. And uh, hey, without further ado, let's get back to the multiverse saga. Boy, here we go. I want to try everything. No.
1: Oh my gosh, she's gonna be fat as hell in twenty years. <laughs> Very quickly, <laughs> she won't make it to twenty twenty three. Damn, that was that was brilliant. Guys. That was
2: was that the best episode one?
1: That I, I mean, it's, it's the first one division. It's the first season two we've ever had of any Marvel property. And uh yeah, episode one that was insanely great. Um, yeah, they because the last episode of season one ended on on, on, a, on a great ominous horror horrific vibe and there were so many theories of what, what was happening when they saw the king statue and they didn't remember them. Like, did they rewrite time to King rewrite time? Is he in an alternate timeline? Yeah. And the explanation that they ultimately gave us like, Oh, that's genius. And they work it into the physical stakes and, and what's at hand, what they got to solve. Like, it's not just something that they explain away and then they resolve it because I, I saw like this one very little tiny nitpick and, and it was something, but then there was a one bigger criticism that I was actually having that I thought might've undone done some of the goodwill of season one for me when i was seeing the trailers was like oh man you know uh, i like i love the ending of season one it was so so menacing and then you're like, but it kind of undoes that whole like character arc and the journey that Loki and Mobius went through in that season. Oh, if you don't gonna, remember, yeah, each other. yeah. But like, then and they does, solve and it. And then they solve it and have a but buddy. It, but it doesn't feel like course correction. Like, no, that feels like that's maybe what the plan was the whole time. Yeah, it, maybe it was. Maybe it wasn't. It fits perfectly. Is this guy and a new it,
2: writer? Remember, that wasn't the original showrunner writer is not on season two. So Waldron. No, no, no. The um the, the woman who directed Oh the director, of- Kate Heron. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, there's no showrunners in Marvel. Uh the the, the Kate <laughs> Heron is not on right. this. So I don't know. Cause you're right. I was a little worried about the pivot,
1: but it is totally played. It totally played perfectly. And I know we said some during the reaction, but if you're listening to this on like Spotify or Apple, we just watched Loki uh season <laughs> two, episode one, and we are reviewing it right now. And I was so impressed with the way it was shot. You know, uh Justin and Aaron who did Moon Knight which who I thought they did great work in there, and it seems like they, they just kind of got their feet wet with that, and they were able to come over here. And one thing that I feel like with Marvel, I, the last thing I actually expected to talk about was specifically the way this is directed, sure. uh, and, and like the filmmaking behind it was well, the last thing I expect. Weirdly, all of the production design,
2: no, cinematography, the, and directing, the, the editing, usually,
1: like, yeah. the music, um, it, and. And it, it, it does feel like there's a distinct voice. That is one of the biggest criticisms that I feel like we often say with Marvel is you don't feel like... Like when I was revisiting season one of Loki, I was hit with the, an, this nostalgic feeling of, man, I forgot how, how composed this was. I, f- I forgot just how it felt like Kate's voice was behind this. Mm-hmm. So hearing that they were switching directors... Maybe go, okay, did they just get a hired hand so they could just kind of do the show they wanted to? That's not the impression I'm getting. Like, what what Justin and Aaron have done, there's... They've... I kind of liken it to when um, Doug Lyman did Born Identity and then they got Paul Greengrass for Born Supremacy. Yeah. Where... Okay, now we're handheld. We're a little bit grittier, and it really or alien
2: to aliens. How yeah. the action like accelerated, but it still felt like in a world.
1: Definitely, but it's and it kind of adapts a little bit of Ridley Scott's uh, *Dread* mm-hmm. uh, here because it does have this 70s sci sci-fi horror touch uh, laced throughout without losing its sense of of wonder. Uh, I was enamored with this. Uh, I I thought this was, I thought this was brilliant. Like just talking about like the filmmaking right at hand, uh, John what did you think of filmmaking?
0: <laughs> no, yeah, I'm, I'm absolutely kind of... I'm so happy right now because I'm a little blown away because of everything you just pointed out. And yeah, like, this feels like it's crafted, like it's distinct, and, like, this is really able... I, I don't know, I, I'm i almost at a loss for words to how to describe it, but yeah, it's like they really... The first season, you know, felt tangible, and it and it had all these earmarks of quality filmmaking, but this you know use of these long zooms and these you know kind of frantic but very you know composed uh you know like tracking shots and clearly you're like walking around with a steady cam. like there's just so much legitimacy that that lends to the sets to the stakes to the circumstances and like throughout this i i, I made a remark about movie magic and I, I feel like you know a lot of marvel movies don't give me that or marvel things are fun they're dazzling but they're not always giving me that sense of like wow i am beholding the possibilities of movie magic and this had that because it was like it it legitimizes all these sets and stuff like that then where there is cgi like you know it blends really nicely but clearly they're really throwing down on all these designs and things it has humor without feeling jokey it's foreboding it's thrilling and exciting Uh, And you care about each beat of the character's journeys as well. And uh, yeah, I don't know. This was just so rich to me. This this gave me kind of everything I was hoping for and so much more. And it also feels like... We just immediately picked up from the end of season one and we're just going like in it it, even it's funny that they had that back and forth with uh uh ki character about like how long has it been you know because uh, sitting down to this i was like god it feels like loki was a century ago and Mm -hmm. then during the episode i was like i feel like i just watched it yesterday yeah you know Or, or like we were just doing the the experience of of you know seeing it the first time just yesterday or something like that um so I mean, I could go on forever, but yeah, I, I thought this was terrific, amazing.
1: Coy, <laughs> what did you think about Obi?
2: I love the obviously they cast perfectly, but I love especially in that scene how the time editing and time displacement and the sets were like full power because they framed him in the center of a circle. And then not only did the circle slightly get fuller for the future and a little bit emptier for the past, but it wasn't obvious. And the fact that they had like match edited the circle behind Loki, so it was super disorienting and you felt like stuck out of time. Yeah. They made you feel like you were out of time while Loki was discovering what to do with his being out of time. Yeah. Like that was genius. Uh, I, I, Justin and Aaron are our buddies of mine and I love their work so dearly and I will totally admit there was a part of me that was so afraid that the world would be robbed of some of their more insane cinematic skill by them going to a major studio. Like I I legitimately obviously love Marvel, but there's a lot of directors that can make Marvel stuff and they can like blend their style with the Marvel style and that's Great, I'm happy for them. But I was so worried that we wouldn't get more things like Spring, which is one of my favorite horror movies ever that they did years ago. And I was so like, oh, this is years of their lives. And then I liked a lot of Moon Knight, but I didn't love the ending. This was what I was hoping would happen when you hire directors like Justin and Aaron. Yeah. Like where they let them... Paint with their paintbrushes, where you let them have here's a blank check because we can afford it, but also make the thing you'd make, but in our universe. That's what comics are. To me, you give a writer you trust and an artist you trust the character and you just say like okay we're not going to make coloring in the lines too detailed but just don't do these things but everything else just go nuts yeah. and that way you can keep it in your universe but it's also their book that's why I like Tom King's Batman because it feels like his and that's why I like what Mitch Gerads does with his characters because they yeah. feel like his and this feels like Justin and Aaron were like okay we just can't kill Loki in the first episode because anything else is fine and it's, it's their style it's their world it's that 70s horror it's the music that feels original it's the production design that feels like not just like this feels like you can walk through this set it doesn't feel like the void or the volume whatever they call it it doesn't feel like the volume this is that's what it feels like to me but i i love when when things are tangible and real and i love that two people that i really respect got to make something to scale that still feels like something they'd make not in this universe yeah yeah Yeah, no it
1: it feels like it's it has this combination where it feels storyboarded yet off the cuff at times. Mm-hmm. Like oh, let's just watch the actors work and now. Let's shoot around them. Uh, there is such energy and vibrancy. And like it's it's literally about the 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 mood of it is a race against time. Yeah. And, and the structure of time. And they keep yeah. adding yeah. ticking
2: clocks. Yeah,
1: <laughs> you could feel its reverency for the the last season uh, all over it, but mm-hmm. yet completely doing a its own thing here uh everyone's per- like the the performances of uh, obviously tom hiddleston great again i'm i want to <laughs>
2: wilson's thumbs up was the funniest yeah. thing to me like i couldn't hang
1: <laughs> i i can't wait for him to get his jet ski it's so, coming. um yeah the that just getting their chemistry back feeling like oh, man we have they haven't missed a step not one bit not one bit here have they missed a step i i am hoping though that in some ways they do retain some of the bit of what we love about loki Instead of him just being like a, a TVA agent this time who's on edge, I, you want a bit of that God of Mischief in some capacity.
2: Oh, I think that's definitely even, coming. Even
1: though he's been, even though he's had a complete character arc, you, I, I wanted to still have a bit of but what we know about Loki, you know? You want yeah, a little like, bit of his duplicitousness. Yes.
2: Ah! <laughs> of course. <laughs> no, I, I think that's coming. I think uh, what I'm really intrigued by is uh, the Raphael Cassell footage we saw in the trailer had him as like an actor, like a theater actor. And I didn't realize he was going to be a TVA agent. And then we've also seen some stuff where With there's, like... Agents, yeah. yeah, so I'm curious what, like, Loki has to do to manipulate Rafa's character or, like, how he's going to get around the TVA that are clearly going out and hunting Sylvie. That's where I think we're going to get some mischief in there.
1: Yeah, you know, last season, we didn't really... Like, we're going to the political bureaucracy a lot more here yeah. this time around. And before, it was just kind of Ravona saying shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you now know? there's a board. Yeah, like a board. I'm like, okay, there's, like, a lot more people here than just mm-hmm. Ravone yeah. It seemed like it was... It would seem like she was answering to timekeepers, timekeepers, and then there was Ravona. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. And it and last season, um we so we didn't really see much of like the political debates, but clearly there's a lot more cover up. And there's conspiracy. a legislative
2: branch. Yeah. A, <laughs> she yeah. was
1: judicial, like there's other branches going on. I mean, it like Kang has created or he who remains has created such a dichotomy for everyone such a problem that there is that does come into question it was what it literally was what loki and sylvie were arguing about is 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 telling the truth better than Mm -hmm. than the the lie that comforts everyone
2: yeah can i say before all of the internet does because we we uh we will hear this ad nauseum uh this isn't marvel's back but it is to me Hey, they can still do that magic and they just need to like narrow it down. If we could prune some of the phase 4 stuff that didn't work so in the holy timeline, we then shows. like Kang Dynasty, I think that's what Kang Dynasty is going to do. Yeah. I think Kang Dynasty is going to show that we're on disparate timelines, not everything is canon, and then Marvel could just keep the stuff that works. Sure. Want. Well, and I think this shows like they still got it.
1: it definitely. Yeah. And I, and I think with Kang, uh what like this was the it's so weird because revisiting season 1 wow, what a perfect setup for Kang and the multiverse consequences. They shouldn't have touched it until this. And and then, and then uh, you know, we saw what happened. And it, and it felt like a lot of Loki season one ending was not really consequential to the films and shows that came following that it. That big right? moment, everybody's like, that's
2: the moment everything changes. Yeah. I'm like, so when do we find out what changed? <laughs> yeah. This feels like everything changed. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. two <laughs> it years later. Yeah,
1: yeah. It, it, it picks, and it's like, all right, I'm well, I'm I'm in it. And, and Kang is back to feeling... It makes you forget about his Ant-Man appearance, oh, 100%. which is like Jonathan Majors you know, did a, did a fine job uh, as Kang in that film. Uh, but, but he was in a different movie. He <laughs> was a different movie, and overall, he got killed by ants. Well, right, yeah. so And then here, ah, like, oh, this is the threatening guy that we were all worried about, and and just uh, of how there were clues about him laced throughout. And you, get, one thing I hope this show does is kind of give you a sense of the TVA society a bit more. It seemed like we got a hint of that in the opening action scene um especially when you got all these different characters here but then King, it's i imagine that he's going to be connected to, that ravona's true past is probably connected to victor timely right mm-hmm. because that was what it's established in the end uh, we're going to see victor Timely as established in ant-man quantumania we're going <laughs> to see victor timely and i imagine that's where ravona's Part of her history truly lies there as well. And I think, oops, sorry. Because, yeah, she left the last season. She said she was going to go look for him, essentially implying that she was going to go look for him. And it seemed like the message that uh, Loki was playing was the thing that was left for him.
2: And I think some of those TVA are going to there. I think they're going to Ravona. And I think that's where we're going to see Rafa as the actor.
1: Right. Okay. Yeah. That makes. A that's lot more sense. That's my theory is that
2: he's going and hunting her. So it's not just Sylvie they're going after. It's also Ravona. Yeah. In the original timeline, because if they cut off her, then we don't find out all this about Kang, and it goes back to status quo.
1: So why are they going after Sylvie though, John? I what I don't are don't your know theories? They are. <laughs> you don't think they
0: are? I didn't they partly establish that, or at least w- that's what that's what Loki assumes. That Loki what, assumes, it, but it, they assume. But,
1: but the 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 old. The Irish people and the guy who like... I she's Scottish. They, they, the Scottish or whatever. They, <laughs> said, they said we have to go after Sylvie. We have to get Sylvie. They said it in the boardroom. And did, B-15 did, witnessed I mean, them maybe, saying but that. But
2: they... then B-15 said this is seems success. I think it's not just Sylvie or it's a mislead.
1: But what?
0: Did they need but to may- go after Sylvie? But maybe they know more than the rest do. At least the the woman from Game of Thrones seemed to know more. Um, more the, the woman from the witcher seemed more earnestly <laughs> uh surprised, you know, by. It, surprised by this revelation whereas the woman from game of thrones seemed to be like s- more aware more in control and trying to just not let that on so much so i wonder if maybe she has got some kind of awareness of he who remains or the truth of the matter and is trying to maintain and protect the lie that everybody lives under Mm. or something i guess would be because you know if so if she knows sylvie killed him then that would be you know the the reason to prioritize her but there's also just like this the leftover circumstances from last time too Mm -hmm. with them being on this manhunt anyway
1: um I wish the trailers didn't reveal that she works at McDonald's.
0: I know, I know. I, was <laughs> yeah. too. I would have loved to have almost no Sylvie in the trailers, and then to have this little post credit bit would have been really nice. Well, well as, as, it's as weird. I only, we only I,
1: I, personally watch the one trailer, so I, so I don't really know anything about. What's, I only what's have those two in things the... in my head. Yeah, yeah. The, the, the yeah.
2: actor scene and the Sylvie McDonald scene. Yeah.
1: Um. Well, I wonder too if the
0: if the the Rangers and stuff are going to start encountering variants of themselves. Who get to live, you know, or or something, you know, as they're going around. I can't get over the visuals. Because they're all going in such numbers. Like, I don't know, maybe that's a possibility too.
2: Man, this is brilliant. I I can't get over the visuals of the cosmic time distortion, the time waves and stuff. That's gonna like stick with me. That's that's what the comics feel like. And that that was so cool to see something that feels like a comic I've read, but like in a in a more tense three D way. Yeah. Yeah. That was beautiful. This is—I mean, this is up there with my favorite uh, first episode of anything. This is special.
1: This is one of the best episodes of the Loki show.
2: Yeah, yeah, confident, yes. confidently say, say that.
1: And yeah, this is one of the absolute best episodes of the Loki show.
2: I'm so glad Justin Aaron are on all of it. Like, I'm so glad it's their show, not like you know switching around directors. I'm sure other people would do great, but this, like, this gives me so much hope for the whole season.
1: Yeah, but and, and what I just really appreciate too is the they are providing a uniqueness here that sure. feels that feels different and distinct from Everything. season one, and and it. And it's still, they still understand like turmoil, psychological turmoil, like where Moon Knight was obviously very character focused, uh, which which made set more sense for that. And here you still get the emotionality of what everyone's experiencing. So there's still going to be character based stuff, but it's more of about immediacy of what they're mm-hmm. experiencing and, and the tension that they're going through. So I, I really, really, I was really impressed with this. I, I was surprised oh, yeah. by how. It's like I had a feeling it would be good, but I didn't think it'd be
2: that good. I <laughs> yeah. know, right? I yeah. actively didn't want it to end, and I was gobsmacked. Yeah. Like I don't, I don't often get like I don't have words, and then I also oh, yeah. don't want things to not end forever. Well, this is
1: well, it feels vintage and throwback, but also new. <laughs> you know, yeah. like it the feels, first season, it feels vintage,
0: it feels now, and it feels future all at the same time. Yeah,
1: time, time. Well, and
0: and part of me, I'm, I'm curious too about what they're gonna do about that past. That we saw with the you know Kang statue mm-hmm. uh, because it's clear Mobius has had his mind wiped a number of times. So I'm like, is there a recent previous iteration of the TVA that was like Lord Kang
1: Central mm-hmm. or something oh, like yeah, that? Oh, yeah. I think that's what it seemed to clearly establish. Yeah.
2: At some point, they didn't have to hide it. So, and like, why did he start hiding it?
0: And I'm and, and, and like, I is Mobius going to find out like some kind of horrible complicitness that he's had to, you know, mm. be a part of in the past that well, he's not aware of now? I also uh,
1: thought there was a, a strange parallel, too, to bring it back to obi uh obi and he who remains you know like they're both there with these really important jobs about time displacement and whatnot they're just kind of on their own they're isolated and wait for visitors to come see yeah he hasn't seen anyone in hundreds of years and he seems fine too yeah
2: i i want more like he's
1: he's almost like a, a supplement for miss minutes possibly i don't know uh it's something there's something really interesting about a mirroring effect with that see that's the magic is i'm like i have so many you can draw theories out of this there are so
0: many curiosities and and they're all in different directions there's the circumstances of the story but there's the character qualities in that and and it's been a long time for me since i've like coming into loki season two is like you know i'm happy to be here i loved the first season so like this is a pretty easy bar to clear like it can be You know if it's just okay i would be honest about that but i would be still pretty pleased to be here and so it's been a long time since i've had that vibe coming in and then been so bowled over like wow this went far above and beyond any expectation i would have had i'm happy enough to be back but also i'm overjoyed that they like really pulled all the stops out
1: it's like
2: guardians for me i I knew i'd love it and then i was like
1: whoa do i think is this my favorite of the three if you look at what's been beloved like our feelings for this, I mean, I I have a feeling people are gonna love this. Yeah, sure. Um, sure, sure. This Guardians director's vision. Yes, you know? and, and, and mostly isolated, like mostly to itself, not trying to start five hundred spinoffs. Yeah, but you also know it's connected at the same right. time without it like really reaching for that connection. Well, like Loki great.
2: season one and Wandavision, I think, are the two most separate of the shows, and they did well. And yeah. here we are.
1: <laughs> yeah, this is this is something really. This felt very special to me, and this it's when you get shit like this. Of when you get something mediocre, of why a mediocre thing in Marvel stings even more, right? Because Prune you, it cause capable because you, you, you know what, yeah, you know what the potential is, and. Phase 4, people dog on Phase 4, but let's not forget, it started off with WandaVision and Loki. Yeah, WandaVision, <laughs> Loki,
2: know? No Way Home, and then then and Shang-Chi came out of that. So, yeah. It's just other stuff did too. Yeah. And <laughs> Wakanda Forever came yeah. out of that, and but then, then other stuff and did. And
1: then it's connective tissue and the lack of consequence. Like, this feels like, oh, the repercussions, the consequences of their actions, of the Loki's actions from the end of Season 1. And I think the
2: benefit of this and Kang and everything else is time travel does mean you can clean that up. Like, I do sure. think Secret Wars and Kang right. Dynasty mean, like, okay, guys, we yeah. listen, we read the message boards, we're so sorry, so sweep sweep and
0: like this <laughs> is totally feel, a
1: thing yet i feel like the marketing for this and maybe it has something to do with jonathan majors is you know personal life troubles uh it's been pretty it, quiet i feel like the marketing for this has not been as ramped up as it normally would be for marvel mm-hmm. i'm hoping but the word of mouth has got like i know the trailer did phenomenally well but mm-hmm. yet i still feel like the marketing feels a little quieter than usual sure
2: yeah I agree. I mean, I'm really curious how it ramps up and what word of mouth is once it's out, because I do think this is exceptional. And I think yeah. that quality is going to make people. That's why I said the first thing like Marvel's back. Like, I do think it's going to be that kind of rush and yeah. especially post Guardians. Now they're two for two. And so I hope this leads to. And the yeah. next thing after this is going to be they're doing a whole day, I think, for um, last we heard. They're doing everything at once with Echo. And then the Captain America five is the first thing under Iger's uh, new Stuff four, yeah. I skipped a whole Captain America. Captain America four is the <laughs> first thing under uh, Marvel's Scrapped whole... Scrap
0: four entirely, yeah. yeah. We
2: skipped four, we're on to Sam Wilson's five. Uh, but yeah, I think that the, you know, Bob Iger's new vision and like Kevin Feige having time to readjust to everything that had to be changed with the pandemic and everything else. Like, remember, Falcon Winter Soldier had to be like half reshot, like, things yeah. had to really change yeah. with phase four. So, I do have some faith in where we go from here,
1: okay. So, I'm, I'm very hopeful, guys. What did you think about it? Uh, I loved it. Absolutely loved it. A plus for me. That is damn good television right there. The best Marvel movie since The Dark Knight, is what Twitter will say. Easily. Truth. Leave your thoughts down below. Thank you to all who have been uh, getting some RR apparel. means the world. And we will catch you all very, very soon. Stay tuned for next week and whatever else gets uploaded on this channel. See you guys.